0: Welcome back to part two of my chat with Jack Godfrey. Get up at seven shower, feed the baby, do my makeup. tidy my bedroom while he's taking a nap. Go make a coffee, check the monitor, and watch him wake up. Read him a story, change his nap, he find his favorite teddy. Answer some emails as I feed him again. <laughs> Pack up my camera, put him in the stroll and now we're ready. Na, 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 so we talked about lyrics. Um are there any ways that you write melodies? The kind of any kind of specific uh, process of coming up with a melody, or does it just sort of does it just come into your head?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think that um, when I started writing, uh, it felt more natural than it does now. Like I used to just be like wake up in the morning and I just have a melody in my head and another melody. Um, or I go for a cycle and then like another melody would come in, into my head. And I think actually the more that I've written, the less naturally that comes, which is, which is hard in a way. It's like, and I think it is like naturally, like the more that you, the more that you write and the more that writing is like a job basically, and you're writing to deadlines and it's not just like a kind of fun thing that you're doing, like, you know, in the evenings or like, um, at the weekends, whatever. Uh, it is harder and definitely I think my relationship to music writing has changed quite a lot um, in the last few years as a result of that. Like it used to be, it used to just feel like, oh, that's a song. Whereas now I really have to like sit and think about it a lot more, which I found quite hard actually like to, to um, come to terms with because I was like, oh, this is like much harder than it used to be. And like, uh, I'm like over, I'm like second guessing myself a lot more and I'm like really, uh yeah, no, not finding it as easy as I used to find it. Um, which I think is like a natural part of like the more that you write and, um, yeah, I don't know. The more, the more that you have a sensation that people are going to like watch the thing that you're writing and, and, and kind of judge it in some way, like everything you, you, you write you're, is going to be judged in some way by someone who listens to it or watches it. Um, and so <laughs> recently I've like tried to kind of, uh, I guess counteract that by just really kind of embracing the, the chaos of just like, I'm like, I'm just going to get up and I'm just going to churn out some rubbish. And my first (laughs) draft of the song is probably going to be bad, but I don't care because the second draft will be better. And, um, uh, so my method now is really like, uh, who is it? Michaela Cole, who wrote, um, the TV show, I may destroy you Mm. talks about writing. And when you're really struggling to, to, um, come up with ideas that she says she actively tries to write the worst scene that she can um, when she's writing a scene for a show or for a film or whatever. And I think sometimes I have that with songs. I'm like, I'm just gonna try and write the worst melody that I can and the the worst song because I know that like the first draft, all, all I need to do is just come up with something like something has to come out. And then once the first draft is done, the second draft will come out and the third draft will come out. But the hardest bit of the whole process is coming up with the first draft. And, You really have to like Jedi mind trick yourself to do that sometimes. Um, I think when when I started writing, I didn't think about any kind of element of theory or I didn't have like a logical relationship to music or a a kind of intellectual relationship to music. It was literally just like what I was feeling and I would spend hours just sitting at the piano just like playing, but I wasn't thinking about what I was playing and like what the chords were and what they meant. Whereas like now I've been doing music for longer, I think about... um, I like know more about it and so it's less of a kind of feeling it is it's still the feeling because I know what it feels like when I listen to something that I care about but I feel like I'm starting from a place of more like um like intellectualism I'm intellectualizing what I'm playing much more than I used to which was much more like um just kind of free and I think also once you've written a certain number of songs you know if you sit down and play i'm like well i've already written a song that has like the you know the chord progression is like one four three five so when i sit down and do another one i'm like well i've i guess i've done that before maybe
0: Hmm.
1: um and then you start to be like oh well i've got to like find something new in this so um it's definitely i i do think about it slightly differently now but then i find that fun as well because um I think that we are all evolving as writers, the more that we write. And um, I would never want to write the same show twice or the same song twice. So it's then it's about finding different musical ways of expressing things and and also using that knowledge that I now have. that I didn't have to push myself to do things that I haven't done before, which mm. I find exciting um a bit of a tangent from melody writing but melodies i don't know where do they come from it's just... well <laughs> just ask... out of nowhere just sing yeah
0: because <laughs> what strikes me about your work is that the melodies are so catchy and and so strong um that I, it's rare that i go to see new writing and new musicals and like i'm walking out in the interval or off the show and and singing the songs but I I I came away singing you know and like loads and that was kind of the one that really stuck out so uh going aside from your kind of like writing the worst melody possible like are you ever kind of now (laughs) not useful
1: advice really is it (laughs)
0: let me think about the actual I think I genuinely don't you don't think, oh, I'm going to write the catchiest melody ever today?
1: No, and that, that's actually not a very helpful way of thinking. You know what I mean? Because then you're putting the pressure on yourself. You're like, mm. I think some of the some of like my favorite stuff that I've written, I was literally just like sitting in a you know random room with no and it and it probably just came out in like 20 minutes. Um, I know I I remember uh, watching or or kind of listening to. John Williams talking about writing melodies and he says that he, want, he, he wanted his melodies to sound inevitable and he would spend uh, a long time tr- tr- really like honing the melody to make each note sound like it was inevitably going to follow next um, and I think that that is definitely something that I aspire towards is a kind of like inevitability of a melody where when you're listening to it it's kind of there's a there's a balance there. I think that it's that thing of like you always want to be one step ahead of your audience. Never two steps ahead and never zero steps ahead. You just want to be like that exact amount where the next thing that they hear sounds like a tiny surprise, not too much of a surprise and not like they're expecting it because you always need a bit of surprise to to enjoy the experience of listening to something or following a story and I think this actually applies to lyric writing and story writing like in general it's about having a being aware of of what it feels like for the audience to listen to the song for the first time and making sure that when they're listening to the song there's nothing in there that is really going to like throw them in a way that they're like, oh, now I'm lost. Like, I'm musically lost in this song. I don't know where I am. And and they're kind of, like, feeling carried along and being constantly, like, a little bit entertained by different little things in there that you're throwing at them that sound new and interesting, but it's never disorientating and it's never boring, which is, I guess, easier said than done. But um, I do think that what I find helpful with my process is um, I will make a demo on... Sa- on um, logic of the song if i'm like writing a new song I'll, I'll, I'll record a full demo of the song i'll sing all the vocals in and sing the melody and everything then i'll i'll uh just leave my laptop and go go for a run or something go for a walk and come back and listen to it like two hours later and that process of listening to the song again really informs for me like whether like what am i feeling when i'm listening to this song is it difficult for me to follow the melody for example or is it difficult for me to like understand like what the people are saying and i think what's helpful for me is i have a really really bad memory so i'm <laughs> actually very good at forgetting the thing that i just wrote and um listening to it with quite fresh ears and i can do that like th- three or four times in a row with a new song often like i'll just write version one and then i'll go off and do something else and then i'll come back and listen to it and be like oh Okay, that melody isn't quite right because I'm getting really confused in this section or like that chord progression like is not quite right because it's like jarring with me a little bit in this in the chorus where it like I wasn't expecting it to do that when I listened to it like with fresh ears um and I find that process really helpful for uh I guess developing that sense of like what it feels like to listen to the song as an audience member. once you've listened to it a few times, you do start to remember it and then you're like, well, this is like in my head now and I don't know whether I'm actually enjoying this more because it's, it's like familiar to me. But, um, I definitely think that that is helpful to me as a process of being able to listen to something really freshly. And especially when it comes to chord progressions and like rhythms and like the tempo of a song as well. Like if I'm listening to it, I'm like, Oh, that's a bit too fast or, Oh, that it's a bit slow, whatever it is, or it's the, the drum groove isn't quite right or the piano is in the wrong place, or whatever, I can like listen to it as if I'm listening to a a brand new song and um, kind of analyse it in a way to be like, how how do I make this better? Um, So I think that process is really helpful for figuring out how to make the song feel like not disorientating, which I think is really important with new stuff because when someone's never heard it before, especially in theatre because you're really like chucking a lot of information at an audience at the same time, it's, it's quite different from like listening to a song on a, on the radio for the first time or on Spotify for the first time. The audience is also looking at choreography and they're, they're following, following the story, so you really can't like give them too much, I think. Otherwise it's just like confusing. Very soon it's gonna turn around. I'll be happy with the love that i found. Maybe I'm a fool to carry on. I don't care because I'm waiting for the chance to my everything. I know I can find the piece I'm missing. When ten thousand years have come and gone, I won't care because I'm waiting for the world.
0: So we've talked about kind of the things you, you like doing with with theatre and the sort of stuff you like. Um what don't you like? Are there any things when you go to sort of and this is maybe kind of a bit of a bitchy question but um, when you I saw when you hear this in sort your,
1: of, in your email I was like ooh wow yeah, trying to start some beef
0: yeah well here we go I, I think it's kind of interesting to hear things that frustrate some people or kind of give them the ick or when you see sort of maybe other new writing and and this is not to sort of we don't have to call out <laughs> anyone or anything like that but just are there any kind of things that you see in some writing you think ooh don't like that
1: yeah i'm not going to i will not name i will not call out anyone right now i don't i don't need that in my in my career and and like in general i feel like you know it's also just i would never want to of
0: criticize
1: course. i think especially like like as new writers like we need a, a, as much support as we can possibly get but I, there are definitely things that like i um i would say that personally i i try to avoid as such as when a song isn't moving the story forward it's such a cliche in in new musical theater writing but it's such a thing when you watch a a a show and or you're writing a song and the character like the 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 scene happens and the character's like we're gonna go over here and we're gonna do this and then someone just stands on stage and sings a song about like oh i'm feel this. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just you know, do something. <laughs> and there are ways that you can like, you could like take that song and then use staging to like, turn it into like a montage of something, whatever. So it, it can be like a, a combination of things, but there should always be some kind of progression of story in every song. And that, that progression can be the revealing of information to the audience through the song. So if a character is telling us something that we've never heard before they don't have to be doing anything in that moment. We just have to be experiencing something new while we're listening to the song. Otherwise, like literally what's the point? Like I don't think any song in a musical is, is good enough to, I mean, actually, no, that's not true. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you hear a song and you're like, that's a really good song. But like in general, I just think it's a good principle to, to avoid uh, is or, or, or to, to actively do, the thing to do is to is to really try and think about how can I move the story forward or how can I move, how can I give the audience new information in this song and not just have my character standing on stage singing something that we already know. Because as soon as you're doing that, everyone is just like, Ugh, move on with the, the scene, get on with it. Um and I'm I, I'm also I'm like naturally quite a restless person, so I'm just like I wanna I wanna keep it going. I think that's a really important principle.
0: Mm. Is there anything any other things you don't like? And it's not like a particular
1: thing, but it's I feel like it's just a weird culture sometimes. like I've definitely like been around this a bit where like people are talking about their musicals and they're like, I made everyone in the audience cry when they watched my show and someone's like, well, I made everyone cry when they heard my big song in this moment and it's almost like this weird competition that we're like trying to like give people emotional trauma while they're watching our shows and I'm like, why are we, why, why are we, why are we doing this? Like, why is this valuable? Like, obviously it's nice to know that people have like been on a journey when they're watching shows but like, I don't want anyone to feel sad, really. Like, I want to tell a good story and like, if you connect with it then that's great but I don't feel good when I see people like, crying or like telling me that they like cried in a song I'm like don't do that (laughs) that's not good but there is something I think there is something cathartic about like the the experience of like going on an emotional journey with characters um but I just think that we all need to be like you you've got you have a responsibility every writer and creative like has a responsibility to like look after the audience and to not give them like a traumatic experience or like a, an overly intense experience. And I think we, we like, we're doing well with, with that in 42 balloons to some extent, but there's still like more to be done. And I'm like, not totally happy with like how we handle it at the moment. Like, I think we can do a better job. So the next draft of the show, that's something that I'm like working on and like thinking about quite a lot. Um, and we've talked about as a team as well. Um, because it's like you want to tell stories that move people, but you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to like give people emotional trauma. <laughs> I think it's like a, a, a balance to
0: find. What do you, what do you hate? Go on, give me some uh, of your I thoughts. mean, I, I've talked about this in my previous podcast. Oh, okay. For me, it's kind of harmony. Um, like I you get, hate harmony? No, I get really turned off by certain uses of harmony when okay. it's kind of really boring and right. predictable. And you kind of, we've talked about this kind of already, like kind of, you know when there's a you just kind of know exactly where this chord progression is going but it keeps going round and it doesn't really take you anywhere it kind of doesn't like move the story on it's sort yeah. of static that's for me just like uh, there's gotta be something in there yeah i think something yes. something that something that makes them just a little bit like oh that's i've not heard that before mm. like if it's just even a, a slight extension on one of the chords but you know having just sort of block kind of harmony for me is just a bit boring yeah, I get that. That's a
1: funny thing, though, as well, isn't it? Like, I think, so you, you're you also an MD, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you, you, like, play a lot of music. And and uh, I think that when, when, like, as creatives, we are, like, thinking about music all the time, like, our experience of watching a show is, like, very different from, like, the average audience member. Like, 90% of audience members, because we're, we're like, really thinking about this. And when, like, when I'm listening to a song, I'm like, oh, so it's a... Uh, this kind of chord progression in the verse and this kind of chord progression in the chorus. Like I'm like analyzing it. Sometimes that can get in the way of our ability to, to write because True. like, I, I find that like the pressure to be like, you know, oh I've got to do something really complicated because otherwise I'm going to get bored. But like, actually like my parents don't care whether it's like a, like spicy harmony or not. Mm. Um, like the audience is never the same for, for any show. And like, everyone has different things that like you should always write for your Yourself, I think. Like, if you're not writing for yourself, who are you writing for? Is like such a an important thing to remember, because like you know, Otherwise, what's the point? You know, if we don't care about it. But I just I find sometimes that I'm like. It's weird. It's weird being in the in the musical theatre world and watching musicals, and then being aware that like you know, like I might talk to my. Friends who don't see a lot of theatre and like have a completely different ex- experience of watching something to them, which is like a bit of a mind
0: fuck sometimes. Like, it's what? a shame. Like, yeah. What are you watching? What am I watching? It's like my mum's my got really aggressive perfect pitch oh so wow okay she she when she listens to music or well, she's kind of analyzing all the time and I kind of do the same thing now with like as you say like when we watch shows we're kind of analyzing okay how are they doing that how are they doing that okay where are we going here and it does sort of takes you out because you realize oh god I've missed like <laughs> 10 <laughs> seconds of like dialogue uh, uh, yeah so yeah so you come uh, from
1: you come from like quite a musical family
0: yeah yeah but yeah. uh, both both my parents are kind of musicians um, right. different things so yeah, yeah uh, and grew up kind of doing theory stuff. So I have no excuse not to be, you know, have some understanding of it. Um,
1: Whereas so yeah. I have lots of excuses. So it's great.
0: But you're doing so well. <laughs> Look at you.
1: <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm like, I honestly am like, a lot of this, like the theory side of things is really like learning on the job. Cause I'll be like, I genuinely like when I started writing musicals, I could not read music at all. And now, and I've, and I've had to like, now I can make a, like a, a PV score. I can make Mm. my, like, my piano vocals, Um, but it's really, that's been the hardest part of this whole thing for me, is, like, figuring that out, but I've really wanted to, like, try and learn about it as much as possible, because then, I think it's, like, another way of communicating, like, when you're talking to the musicians in the band, or you're talking to your orchestrator, whatever, being able to be like, oh, yes, I want a (laughs) (laughs) semi-quaver. I would, I would say to anyone who's, like, wants to write musicals that If you don't read music or you don't know about music, that's fine. But at some point it's worth educating yourself a little bit or just learning because it it will be valuable at the end. And you can do both. I think you can like hold on to your like your uh, natural ear for music, whatever that is. But you can also then learn about the how to communicate, how to talk about music and how to like. It's almost like for me now, it's like a problem solving thing. If I'm like I'm hearing something in my head. And then I play it, and it doesn't sound quite right. Um, And I can be like, "Oh, okay." Like the reason why that melody doesn't sound quite right with that chord is because the this chord doesn't have this note in, which is in the melody, and therefore, it's like slightly jarring. Um, So it is. is Definitely, like, uh, learning some of that stuff is is helpful, but you can kind of do it. On the on the go. (laughs) <laughs> as as you're work as you're writing, you can like you can you can learn that stuff definitely. Find
0: yourself in somebody's story. You can take a dream and really make a dream shine. Just don't lose yourself in somebody's story. Sure, he's got dreams. Just know So, once you've finished a, a song, like a, a, your first demo of a song, who is the first person you play it to?
1: <laughs> well, I always—I already talked about uh, myself, first of all. <laughs> Come night, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really always my collaborator, whoever that is. So, on 42 Balloons... Ellie is the dramaturg. I'll, uh, what I do, my my like whole process is uh, I upload it to a SoundCloud playlist. And I have a different SoundCloud playlist for all of my shows. And I upload it to the SoundCloud and then I send a little message to Ellie. Like I did today with some stuff. I've been rewriting some 42 Balloons. So I was like, just done a bit of this thing and done a bit of this thing. Like when you get the chance to listen, have a listen to it. Um, I really hate listening to other people listening to my stuff. Classic. <laughs> composer thing I don't actually think it's like that useful either because someone can be so self-conscious when they're aware that you're in the room yeah especially if it's like new like if I know that I'm happy with it and it's like you know watching a show that we've already rehearsed and everything that's fine but like the process of being like this is a brand new song like listen to me sing it to you is like just stressful for everyone involved um yeah I, I don't it, yeah it's always so like Ellie with, with 42 Balloons and, and I'm also like co-writing with her on, on This Is A Love Story and Martha with Babies is you know al- almost always the first person who listens to the thing um, to like give me some feedback on it and talk about it um, and then it's generally like family who I'll also like send stuff to like my parents or my brother um, I'm really like not a big I don't like playing things to lots of different people. And I'm generally, like, not that interested in other people's feedback. Sometimes you get feedback as a writer that you're like, like, first of all, like, where did that come from? That's so random. And also, like, it's not really helpful because it might be like, oh, you know, in my opinion, this should be a a scene of dialogue rather than a song. And I'm like, well, it's a sung-through show, so obviously there's not going to be any dialogue scenes in the show, you know, like, that's <laughs> as... Writers, we need to protect ourselves from unhelpful feedback because it's like it can be difficult if you hear someone tell you that they don't like something that you've written but they don't like it for a reason that is completely irrelevant to like what the show is and what the piece is. And so, I really have like an inner circle that I trust, and I will only really send stuff to those people because I know that I know how they are listening to it, and because I know how they're listening to it. I know that it's, like, whatever they say is going to be helpful to me. Um, it was really good with, with Andy and Wendy, actually, with 42 Balloons. They did a good job of, like, getting people to tell them things. And then it was like, if more than, like, three or four people said the same thing, they'd be like, okay, this is clearly something that Jack needs to hear. Mm. But then not, like, giving me every single piece of feedback that they'd received. It's a difficult balance to find sometimes, because the process of writing new stuff is always about, like, putting things out into the world. And you're like, look at me, take notice of me. I'm, ri- I'm a writer, and I'm trying to be noticed. And then you know, you're essentially putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation where you're you're then uh people are reacting and responding to the things that you've made and that's that can be really hard a lot of the time to like deal with that.
0: I think I made that mistake in coming coming out of COVID. Uh I mean I put one video up with amazing Kelly McKnight and it got kind of a what's on stage feature. We made this music video and that, that was really great and that got received really well. But then I kind of felt this need to like, Oh God, I need to keep making videos. And like, I, I posted quite a lot from a show that I don't think is listening back like a year later is, uh, was ready like lyrically i just there's some things that i just really cringe at i kind of wish i should have waited i shouldn't have just put myself out there although like you know someone obviously liked it enough to like put it on their website and stuff i still kind of i get a bit kind of like oh god maybe maybe i should have just kept a few things closer to my chest
1: yeah it's it's hard you know and like different people have a different tolerance for it as well i think i'm quite like um sometimes I just want to be a writer in my own little world and doing my my thing and like not really thinking about like what everyone else is doing and what they're what they think about what I'm writing but um but then sometimes you do want to share the things that you're writing as well you know it it is it is hard I do I also think that there's always like you know we are always going to cringe at the things that we wrote two years ago because like if you weren't doing that then you wouldn't be getting better and like developing as a writer like it's just the nature of of writing, and I definitely have that with like things that I've True. written. Even things that I'm like, that I'm like proud of. I'll still listen to me, like, oh, I'm not sure about that <laughs> that chord, whatever. Mm. So in a way, it's a good thing, but it, yes, it is. It's it's kind of like the eternal curse in a way of writing and like putting things out into the world, and it's so hard because you've got like you've got to like you can't just like hide everything away. I think when I started writing, I was a bit like, I'm just going to write by myself. And like, I, someone will discover me because I will just write great songs and like, everyone will find me and it will be fine. And that was like my first year in London. I didn't like make any progress because I just wasn't like doing any of the networking or like Mm. meeting any of the people. And it's only when I like stopped, I realized that I needed to actually like go to like, the open mic nights and like go to the events and like send emails to people that like things started happening. So you do have to like, you do have to like put yourself out there.
0: Well, that feels like a very natural place to stop. So thank you so much, Jack, for this amazing chat. I mean, I hope for you, for those listening that, um, that's been inspirational because it it certainly has for me. There's been so many lovely little nuggets of wisdom. I'm definitely going to put some of them on a t-shirt. Um, And, and yeah, generally just great to hear about your your process um, and what's maybe coming up in the future. And Jack, I wish you all the best. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no, thank you for having me on this. I, I love talking about all the writing stuff and it's great to hear about your shows as well and everything. And yeah, let's keep going. We've got this.
0: Woo!